Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. All right. So I feel like we need to start this maiden voyage with how we got here. An origin story. We love a good origin story. Yes, I do indeed. So we are running buddies. We run together for a long time, correct? Guilty. And I think it's important to say that we both, well, I'll speak for myself first. I genuinely love being a mom. Do you love being a mom? It is not boring. (laughs) Famous last words. It's not boring. So I just feel like we, we need to capitalize on the idea that being a parent is actually very fun if you can find the comedy and like the funny side of parenting, right? Absolutely. There's no shortage of comedy. Totally. Totally. I feel like when I'm like very overwhelmed with my kids, it's because I'm just focusing on all the bad instead of being like, that's actually really funny. Yeah. So is it safe to say that the point of this whole adventure is to help people just recognize the hilarious parts of parenting? Absolutely. That's why we're here. Okay. Yeah. We need to be clear that um, there's no kid shaming, right? No, none at all. No tolerance. Um, No bad words. Right. And are we allowed to say stupid? But you just did. Oh, so yeah. Darn it. That's allowed. And also zero advice. Oh, seriously. Zero advice. Zero. We don't have any to give. No. So we're not qualified. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, zero advice. Yes. Okay. We're just in the thick of it with you. Yes. Yep, that's exactly right. We're just here to validate everyone that you're doing your best job. And also, it's okay to laugh at yourself and your children. Is that a, are we allowed to laugh at them or with them? Well, we do. So it's too oh, late. We do. It's too uh, late. Yeah, inevitable. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, that's kind of how this is going to go, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, our first episode here is so fun. It's about lying. And lies your parents told you or lies that you've told your kids. And so we did a social media poll and we said, is honesty the best policy or white lie to get by? And I'm pretty sure you came up with the line, white lie to get by. Did you? Uh, yeah. Patent pending. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think we should make that legit. It's so clever. No. White lie to get by. Thank you. You must be a teacher. Oh, guilty. Uh, and... We did not find the results that shocking. 74% of people are all for team white lie and only 26% are for team brutal honesty. But disclaimer, we do agree with one particular submission, one person who said, I've been burned by team white lie to get by. It would have been better to fight the battle in the moment than later when they, the kids, are skeptical of your word. The kids will trust you more. I found I needed to treat my kids the way I expect them to treat me and be completely transparent. I think that's well said. And I really I really do agree. I am like all for team mutual respect. I really want that. I don't know if I'll get that, but I really want that in my family. I want some mutual respect. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if that's realistic all the time. So I think you need to speak to this because you guys are all about honesty all the time. We we try, but let's let's find out. Let's find out. We'll start with some of the harmless lies uh-huh. that we have been told and that you listeners have submitted if there is such a thing as a harmless, harmless lie. Harmless lie. Well, 
I, I think I have a harmless lie. This is what my parents told me as a child, that it's illegal to turn on the overhead light in the car when it's nighttime. I was, I think they told us like you'd get pulled over. So, (laughs) so it was only until last week that I allowed my children to turn the overhead light on in the car. And, you know, it actually felt like very liberating. It felt right. Did it? It kind of did. I mean, how could you possibly get pulled over for having the overhead light on at night? I don't know. Why would you get pulled over? What else can you get pulled over for? Texting? Can you? I actually don't even know. I don't know. Ooh, in Boston, you can. Can you get pulled over texting? That is very real. Yeah. Just having your phone in your hand. Yes. You get in big trouble. Yes. That actually happened to me once in New York too. I was looking at the directions and I had the phone in my hand. An officer pulled up right next to me. He was like, whoop, whoop. And he put his finger up and he shook his finger at me. And I was, I was so embarrassed. You got the finger wag. I got the finger wag as an adult. And I was so embarrassed. I just think I like smiled and put my phone down like a sheepish child. It was very embarrassing. So, um, so anyways, yeah, but I, I do tell my kids that we can get pulled over for lots of other things. Like you can get pulled over for screaming in the car. That's illegal. You get pulled over for kicking the back of the seat. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, the police officer can definitely see you kicking the back of the seat. Listening to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle song more than two times in a row. Of course. You get pulled over for that for sure. It's very logical. Yeah. Not okay. Um, so yeah. And then like sometimes I'll also tell my my kids that I'm going to the bathroom, even if I'm not. <laughs> I did this actually the other day in the kitchen with my husband around. I was like eating lunch and my son was calling from his nap. And I was like, hold on one minute. I'm just in the bathroom. And my husband just looked at me like so confused. And I was like, it's fine. He doesn't know. And he rolled his eyes. I felt, oh, I was really embarrassed again, but oh, no. it's, it gives me more time. Yeah. For some uninterrupted time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I know. So those are probably, that's probably harmless, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I try very hard not to lie to my kids. And you're so good at it. I don't know. It's a work in progress, but. You're good at it. One night while one of my kids was doing rhyming homework, for example, yeah. what rhymes with gong. He asks, mom, is bong a word? And without hesitation, I said, nope, and quickly followed it with, but you can sing Mm. and he shouts song. And we have successfully avoided an awkward conversation with a seven-year-old. I did flat out lie. Was it acceptable? Maybe not, but I do not feel guilty. Not in the least. I don't think you should. I think you did the right thing. That was the responsible thing to do. What is not responsible is a teacher giving rhyming homework. Have we, do we need to explore this? Are you allowed to give rhyming homework and have such words like gong on the homework? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, No. No. That's not allowed. No. They did not proofread that homework very well. No. I don't like that. I think we should write the teacher a note. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you're, you talked about your son, my son, one time he's five and we just got back from a parenting conference all about like positive parenting. You know, you've been to it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is there anything else you'd add about that conference? It's just like, no, so great. Looking for the good, yes. look for the good. Mm-hmm. And if there's like junk behavior, you ignore it. Right. Right. Okay. So anyways, I was just coming off of like a high from that conference <laughs> and my sweet little five-year-old 
it was summertime and he had these sweaty little feet and he was like going around the kitchen. I was like all over the kitchen floor. And after like five minutes, I was like, you know, this is inconsequential. I'm going to let this go. No one is hurt. It's not hurting me physically, only emotionally. (laughs) And, uh, but then it kept going and I just couldn't let it go any longer, but I didn't want to crush his little spirit. So I just said, um, sweetheart, I don't know if you know this, but when you scuff your feet along the floor like that, it could, uh, scrape off the skin on the bottom of your feet. And his little face, Megan, his little face, he literally started, he said first, thank you so much for telling me. And then he started marching around the house like he was in a marching band so his feet wouldn't scuff along. It was really tender. Squeaking Uh to stomping. Yeah. It was a natural transition, I think. Yeah. Tender little thing. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, I think that's probably inconsequential, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Here is another gem of a submission. Mm. They say, my 10-year-old was stalling going to sleep and decided to tell me he had a hard time breathing because of his stuffed nose. I told him to lie on his left side because it's easier to breathe that way. And it worked like a charm. Mm -hmm. It was great when we were at his doctor's and he was explaining to the doctor that he always sleeps on his left side now because his heart doesn't put as much pressure on his lungs. He can get more air through his nose to move the snot and it makes it easier to breathe. The doctor took the clue from my face and played along. Tender, tender, tender. I mean, that's quite logical, wouldn't you say? Sure. I mean, I know very little about the anatomy of breathing. (laughs) What? Wait, you haven't read up on breathing? I know that it is important and we have lungs. It's important. Okay. (laughs) Breathing is important. (laughs) But I love that the doctor played along. I mean, I think that's probably the the best doctors are the ones that play along, right? I think in order to be a pediatrician, you probably have to take like an acting course, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. No, I have not, it should be required. Yeah, it should be required. But I also think that this kid's like uh, thought train, thought mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. is yeah. pretty logical. Yeah. I mean, lay on your left side. What did it say? Lay on your left side so his heart doesn't put pressure on his lungs. Yeah. You really put some thought into that. That's thoughtful. Yeah. I don't think that it's that crazy. That might be actually legit. Um, so another listener submitted, my son was traumatized by the movie Tangled and at night asked me if everyone was okay in the end. I said, yes. And then he said, even the mean old lady. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that she had fallen to her death. So I just said, yes, of course. She's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Disney, Disney makes us lie all the time. Don't even get me started. Don't they ever. They do. I've never thought about that, but you're exactly right. I just don't know why this child wasn't more concerned about the fact that Rapunzel starts the movie with like 81 feet of long, beautiful blonde hair and then ends it with a very choppy bob. That's more traumatic than the old lady falling to her death. You've lived your whole life with beautiful blonde (laughs) hair and now you're basically bald. (laughs) It's a dramatic change for a princess. For a princess. I mean, I don't know. I think that it probably is all fine in the end, but I just think that's like the most traumatic part of the movie when she chops it off. Absolutely. Absolutely not. That would not be okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. But let's talk about the, I don't know 
answer. Uh, so one person brought up the point that they use the phrase, I don't know, even if it's false, saying, I don't know, but it's either too hard to explain or they wouldn't understand or I just don't want to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> my answer to questions like, where's my annoying toy? Mm-hmm. How much longer till fill in the blank? How does fill in the blank work, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I don't care what team you're on. Everyone has used that lie. Okay, Miss Guilty. Brutal on. Guilty. Yes, have Absolutely. you? Have it you is, said that? It is one of the easiest answers when I'm yeah. just not ready to give the actual answer to say, I don't know, uh-huh. or something along the lines of, I'll get back to you on that. Or well, let me think that? about it. Have you said that before to your children? For I'll get sure. back to you? Yeah, I. we are team brutal honesty, right? Wow. However, we are very good at spinning things just mm. a little bit. Mm. Well, saying like, I'll get back to you. That's so like professional. You guys are very fancy at your house. house. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I I mean, I say it all the time too, but usually I just like push it off on my husband. I don't know. Go ask dad. Cause <laughs> oh, I bet he loves that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, I, he probably does. I don't know. I'll ask him when I get home. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. As I was re- okay, as I was reading through the submissions, I came across one that resonated so much with me. It <laughs> okay. says, "It says I lied about seeing Haley's comet to distract kids and grandkids so I could steal tasty food items from their plate. Works every time." Uh-huh. Okay, reading this, I felt like my entire childhood dessert experience had just been validated. Oh. This was a regular occurrence in my home growing up. One, uh, my my parents would lie all the time, like, oh, look over there. And then they would, while we're looking oh. away, they would steal oh. a bite of our dessert. Oh, that makes me sad. So one, yeah, it's okay. It was all in jest, all in good fun. <laughs> but one evening, as I was chatting with my parents recently about this episode, I asked them if they ever lied to us, my brother and I, growing up. And my mom's response, without hesitation, was, Absolutely. Okay. And then my dad followed with, didn't you get my submission? And then it dawned on me, oh, (laughs) my word. That was my dad's submission about stealing his kids' and grandkids' desserts. So it was just me who had to defend my desserts at the dinner table growing up. Okay. Just me. Oh, wow. There's a lot to unpack here. I know. So um, first of all, has your dad ever actually seen Haley's Comet? Uh, That is a really good question. Do we know that? I don't know. How know. often does it come to Earth? Not sure. Is it still a thing? We, I actually mean, it's, it's I meant still, to Google I think this. It still exists. Is it? We should we should look it up and follow up with this if Haley's Comet is a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And second, as an adult, after having such traumatic experiences, do you feel a little protective over your dessert now? Absolutely. I will. I too. will not share desserts, not yeah. even with my husband. Yeah. Do not ask me to share desserts. I don't like it's that my, either. No. I will share a lot of other things, but. When my husband takes the last bite of a dessert, I am it, it actually kind of rouses me up. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. So, no, so then just, I just lick the plate just to <laughs> have the final say. <laughs> just need to lick every bit of the oh, dessert right when yeah. it's set in front of you, so yeah. no one will want that. Oh, I'll show you who gets the last bite of this. Genius. All right, support for this episode comes from the Bar Method. It seems like parenting is harder than ever these days. 
Take some me time to focus on your mental and physical health at the bar method. Not only does it reshape your entire body, but it allows you to channel your inner strength and leave class feeling strong, confident, and poised. At our Sugar House studio, listeners of A for Effort will get a free drop-in class using the code EFFORT. I just have to say, I also go to the bar method and it is a game changer. I love this workout. Uh, I'm a club member. I go as often as I can. And it has been probably one of the best things I've done for myself this year. So 10 out of 10 recommend. All right. Now let's get into lies that could have some possible repercussions. This is where it gets a little bit slippery. Hold on to your butts. We're going in. All right. This person (laughs) says, growing up, we would complain about the little tiny onions on the McDonald's hamburgers. My mom started telling us that they were fake onions, not real onions. We then started asking for fake onions on our hamburgers. Okay. Fun fact. For those who were curious, like me, those little onions are real. What? They are real. They are dehydrated onions that McDonald's workers rehydrate. No. Yes. No. Yes. They are real onions, just dehydrated. Okay. Does that make it? Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. You're telling me that those little white cubes that you have between two buns and a slice of meat are onions that were soaked in water and then put on a burger. Yes. That's not real. You got it. No. no. What? That's not real. They were real. At one then- point in time. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, we also need to we also need to consider that this listener has a very uh what's the word? Help me here. Uh a very sophisticated palate. Oh yeah. To be able to pick out those little minuscule dried onions. Mm-hmm. If we can call them that, those reconstituted onions. Yes, there we go. There we go. More (laughs) accurate. That they could pick those out as a child. You're telling me that that doesn't impress you more because that four year old knows that there's onions on there? It is impressive. My kid has no idea what's on that burger. None. That is amazing. But this also, I mean, when was the last time you had McDonald's hamburger? It has (sighs) been. It's been a while. It's I know, been a me while. Too. I kind of want one now, though. Should now that we're talking, on the way home. <laughs> okay. Now that we're talking about it, I get actually the way home. want one. I know. I sh- I want to try one and see how see how it how it is. If the onions taste hydrated enough, hmm. we need to have those onions. Okay. Here is another lie with possible repercussions. I told my two year old daughter, who at the time was a very picky eater, that her meatloaf was brown cake. Okay. Stop. Enough, enough. Do not continue. No, there's more. No. She got so excited to eat it. And when she took a bite, her smile was instantly gone. She refused to eat anything else that night and still refuses to eat meatloaf. Yeah, obviously. Book the therapy session right now. She's going to go the rest of her life being confused between chocolate cake and meatloaf, which are equally delicious, just in different ways. Ugh. No. Yuck, meatloaf. No, I'm with no. her. I will also refuse to eat meatloaf. That okay. is not delicious to Wait, me. You've never, have you had meatloaf? It, uh, yeah, actually. Many, many and times. You don't? I always try to like it okay. and I just cannot get on board with it's that. It's basically a hamburger in a different shape. Mm. What? Mm. what? Mm. Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. I will eat the mashed potatoes. You're kidding me. Mm. 
meatloaf in muffin shape. No, why are we shaping meat? Because it needs to be shaped for different meals. (laughs) Meatballs. Do you like meatballs? Yes, I do. Really like well-seasoned meat. Yeah. It's like the exact same. No. Oh, my stars. Well, okay, okay. I'm going to take you for a little spin. What about ham loaf? What? Do you know what ham loaf is? is? What What? is that? No. Ham loaf. I think it's, it might be a Utah thing. I will confirm. Um, it It's like ground ham. Is that a thing? You know a lot Hard about pass. that. Hard pass. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure it's like ground ham uh-huh. that they put in the shape of a loaf. And then you put like a mustard sauce on top. It's like yellow. It's like golden yellow mustard sauce. And mm-hmm. you eat that with potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I had that a lot as a kid. And I remember thinking, this is just like a really beautiful meal. Maybe like a little sprig of like oregano or thyme. <laughs> Rosemary, perhaps. Uh, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot fancy up meat made into the shape of a loaf. So what I just described is has, you have no interest at all. I would try it. I would try. Oh, you're so polite. I will always try. You're so polite. I'm literally like just excited about it, thinking about it. That sounds so good. About ham loaf. The ham loaf. (laughs) Oh, okay. So here's one submitted by someone. She says, when my mom was growing up in the 1850s, (laughs) (laughs) that took a turn, the 1950s, her mom told her that she did not like chocolate. Why? It's not totally clear. Maybe a 1950s mother's way of protecting her kid from acne. Okay. Does, is that associated? Is that affiliated? Should I be not having chocolate? Will that solve my acne problem? No idea. Okay, great. Anyways, she continues. Um, but what this meant is that at celebrations like birthdays, she would not eat the chocolate cake. She never ate her Halloween candy. And this listener says, it kind of makes me sad for my mom that she never got to eat chocolate. But also, I think it's kind of brilliant of her mom. So I want to know when did this mom taste chocolate for the first time? This (sighs) poor girl who was lied to, when did she taste chocolate and what was that like? What if she still is living her life without chocolate? No, that would be like insane. What a travesty. That would be absolutely dumb. (sighs) That's the worst. But the acne, um, we're saying acne way too many times. I'm like starting to feel weird about it. <laughs> Anyways, if chocolate is associated with how your face looks, can someone please like tell me about that? Because maybe I need to lay off the chocolate. Don't know. No. Okay. Mm-mm. This one screams repercussions. They say, <laughs> once I had severe laryngitis, a mother's nightmare. The kids, age three and eight, were screaming upstairs, running around, terrorizing each other. I couldn't yell up the stairs. So I picked up their Fisher-Price recorder microphone and said into the microphone in a harsh, hoarse voice, Becky, Matt, <laughs> this is God speaking. Stop this now. <laughs> I had to. That's exactly what it said. Like. Exactly. Matt said in a little voice, Bucky, did you hear that? <laughs> hey, seriously? That one is amazing. So I, I read this and I thought to myself, why are we not all using this lie? And then very quickly that thought was followed up with, oh, I know exactly why I'm not using this lie. Why? Well, because I'm a Christian and if I said to my kids, if I, you know, yelled at them, guys, knock it off. Chances are high they go to church like the next week and the question would be asked like, so how do you guys know that God is real? And like 
my five-year-old would raise his hand and be like, oh, I know. God told me last night to knock it off. And <laughs> it would go bad. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was a brilliant idea. And then I quickly disregarded that for my own life because that could really backfire. I don't know. I like it. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Can't argue with that. Okay. Uh, here's another. My son told me he didn't want to finish his dinner, so he would still have room for a treat. Hmm. I told him that we all have two tummies, a food tummy, and a treat Ooh, tummy. Natural. Yes. He could fill his food tummy up, and his treat tummy would still have plenty of room, yes. so he needed to eat until his food tummy was full. It worked a few times, but he eventually started to decide that his food tummy was full after two bites. Oh, oh well, I tried. Oh boy, did they. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I think there are other, this is, this is where I become a veterinarian biologist, archaeologist, I believe. Is that the term? <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that there are other animals that have multiple stomachs, correct? Right. Wait, you yeah. grew up in Kansas. Surely you know about this. Like cows have more than one stomach. Don't they? Sure. Yeah. For sure. So why wouldn't humans? Uh, I think that's been scientifically <laughs> proven that we okay. only have one. But I, I'm sure okay. we could do a little scientific reading to see uh -huh. why. Because I always have room for dessert, don't you? As do I. That's why I mean, this is matter. sort of logical. Yeah. yeah. It no doesn't matter, matter how, how full. full. Mm -hmm. oh, seriously, mm -hmm. same brain. No matter how full, I literally am like, oh, but I definitely have room for that, for that chocolate meatloaf cake. <laughs> no uh, nope I'm full thanks oh yeah okay okay <laughs> okay but before we wrap things up we have one more submission to read warning if your kiddos are listening pause this right now find a safe space to listen into these last few minutes okay you've been warned mm -hmm. are you ready all right. I mentioned in our Instagram stories that I am team honesty, and there was a small amount of solidarity. One person said, I'm team brutal honesty over here. I've told my oldest, who's six and a half, the truth about Santa, Whoa. the tooth fairy, Whoa. and the Easter bunny multiple times. Whoa. <laughs> but she still believes in Aww, all of them. Tender. Of all the incredible submissions we received, I have to give this one the A for effort. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. how many of us try to be completely honest with our kids and they still do not believe yeah. us? Yeah. That could be a whole nother episode. My kids don't believe oh, a word I say. That's a great, that'd be a great episode. Well, this reminded me of, um, I mean, I don't think it's just like a kid thing. I think adults also will believe whatever they want to believe because, you know, I'm like really into conspiracy theories, right? Mm -hmm. I love me a good conspiracy theory. And there's one about Elvis and how like a lot of people believe that Elvis is still alive. Mm. And because of this, if you want to believe that Elvis is still alive, you'll start having Elvis sightings like anywhere. So there's literally like this whole group of people out there who believes that, for example, do you remember in the movie Home Alone, mm -hmm. the mom's at the ticket counter trying to get a ticket home to get back to Kevin. Yeah. And there is a guy in line behind her, like four guys behind her, who looks exactly like Elvis. And on the overhead speaker in the airport, an Elvis Christmas song is playing. What? Yes. And so in the episode, they say 
Like if you want to believe that Elvis is alive, you'll always believe that he's alive because you're going to start seeing evidences of him everywhere. Crazy, right? And in December, there is no shortage of evidence that Santa is real. That Santa is real. Interesting. I just love the magic of those holiday characters. So, like, that's why I, I'm like, okay, I'm about it. I'm here for it. So glad. I know. But what do you do? You are you in the same boat about yeah, holiday oh yeah. characters? Yeah, yeah. But okay. it, we we again we try not to lie about it. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. they ask, "Is Santa real?" we say, "What do you think?" Or have you ever seen Santa? Mm-hmm. Said, well, I have never seen the real Santa. Mm-hmm. But again, what do you think? We kind of, you know, another one of those tricks. I don't have to lie. We'll just turn it back on them, make yeah. them think a little more about it. But it did get, when my oldest got to a certain age and he was just flat out asking, we felt like, okay, now it's time. It was the right time. Yeah. If he's asking, he probably already knows the answer and just wants right. some validation or has like an inkling, you know? Right, right. Yeah. No, so. I'm all about that. We need to be honest in that regard. Well, this also this Santa thing also reminds me. We'll post a really funny video that I saw this week about a kid who asked Alexa if Santa was real. So good. And it is amazing. So we'll post that on our Instagram for everyone to see. So, okay. Well, I think that's it. If you take nothing else away from this episode, the conclusion is whether you are team honesty or a white lie, the kids will believe whatever they want to believe. So all we would have to say to that is, you really tried. If you have time, we love a review, perhaps a rating, a comment on our podcast page, right? Yeah. Share with us all of your stories so we can validate your experiences. That sounds right. All right, everyone. Be a friend to everyone. Have a good week. Bye.